Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. News team, assemble! Hello, yes. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast and your weekly news roundup. My name is Troy, joined as always by your man Jay. What's going on, bud? I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. Good o, good o. We did we did a bit of watching of the live graps this past weekend, didn't we? I've done a lot of that this week. You have, haven't you? Two shows in a week. Two shows in a week in two different cities. Treat yourself. Got the third one in a different city coming up with you as well. You have? Fucking hell. Couple of weeks. Doing a, doing a wee tour, which which I've just found out of there. Uh, I've got off um, the night before, so that's nice. That's Outstanding. It. Doing plenty of beers before that. Yes, boy. However, we are here to talk about current news, current things going on, and what a week it's been. Uh, we'll jump straight in with WWE news. So Shane McMahon has been released from WWE. What's going on? We- what what kind of alternate universe is this? Well, we briefly covered, like, spoke about this uh, last week, didn't we? Um, in fact, no, we didn't. I'm just no. looking at last No, no, we didn't. We didn't. This is no, new we news. We were, since we the were last talking one. about Shane McMahon's WrestleMania plans last week. That like, was it. I was get, and, like, obviously there was talk about him, like, doing a lot of the backstage politics, like he was fucking Shawn Michaels in 1990. Yeah. Well, he um, won't be doing any of that anymore because he's gone. He's out the door. He's gone raj. Um, it was as, a mad- as, Imagine not firing an employee who wants to leave, but it firing your own son. <laughs> just just well, for the welcome to the wacky world of WWE. A fucking cocaine fever dream of WWE. Nah, that's NXT, mate. That's on tonight. Well, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Shane McMahon uh, released by WWE. Um, that came out of absolutely nowhere. I mean, there was. A lot of stuff on him backstage, which we'll get into in a minute, um, about his kind of politicking uh, in regards to the Rumble, but uh, didn't think it was to the extent uh, that this would happen. Um, so, oh, go on, mate. I was going to say it's weird because, like, things kind of got drip-fed out, didn't they, through the week? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off, like, it was, it was Shane McMahon had been fired, and then um, I think Ringside News, of all people, said that, and then Meltzer confirmed it. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, okay. Yeah, yeah, man. And then... It was it like throughout the week, more and more stuff's come out about how Shane was like an absolute nightmare, which we're going to break, like, kind of break down now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's been a lot of heat on him uh, this past week uh, for his work putting together the Men's Raw Rumble. PW Insider says he was frustrated; uh, his ideas were being shot down by his father. Shane was upset; he wasn't being allowed to do what he wanted. Ah, oh, poor you! Uh, and said uh, no. to be greatly. Uh, said to be greatly preoccupied with how he was booked. Sources also told the site that they thought Shane was taking the brunt of the heat for the poor reception of the men's rumble match. Um, there's a few points to go through here, which will kind of link in. So I'll just kind of go through them all, I suppose. Um, further to that, F4W Online's Dave Meltzer said that Brock Lesnar and Shane McMahon were both pushing for certain changes to the men's rumble match. Brock's the one uh, who got a lot of what he wanted. Shane uh, complained to several people about it and behaved unprofessionally. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful Select says that one of the issues of Shane McMahon at the Royal Rumble was uh, the numbers got mixed up and he got frustrated over the fact that Randy Orton told him he wasn't entering to Shane's theme song, so he got uh, so we better get out there. Uh, more on that, both Vince and Brock Lesnar were unhappy after they learned of Shane's original plans for the match, uh, which we never ended up seeing because it didn't happen. Yeah, that sounds like I, he's he's just been a bit of a petulant child backstage. Like I can't I get what I want. WWE twenty four about this. I doubt there's gonna be. Oh, but just oh. because I want to see Orton, because I can picture Orton going. Well, I'm not doing that. I'm not. I'm not coming out to here comes the money. <laughs> that's not my music. Nope. Oh man, that's as I say, really did come out of left field. I mean, we we spoke I about mean, it as Jane you touched on last week. Looking like he could hold his own and and. and win a fight with actual MMA fighter Matt Riddle nope I, d- I don't know why are you booking yourself so strong he, he did Stop that it. it's nonsense it's best in the world mate he's got to be booked strong is he fuck what 
what do you see him doing from here? Mm. Because he's got a lot of stuff outside of wrestling that he's involved with. Do you think we'll ever see him back near wrestling? Um, I mean, we've got a bit of an update on that when we talk about AEW later. True, yes. Um, I don't know. He'll it'll come back to WWE, won't he? At some point. Reckon. Yeah. Okay. This is like Vince Ground and his son. <laughs> it is. It is. I've not even thought of it like that, but it is. Um, a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, a few people I've seen online have spoken about um, he's got enough to start up his own promotion. I wouldn't want to see that, but a few people have sort of speculated it as the rumour will, rumour mill and, and speculation and stuff will keep turning. Um, not something I'd want to see, but I mean... It, I mean, if there's anyone from that family I want to see starting their own promotion, it isn't Shane. No. No. That's Triple H making all the next thing. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, have you got any more to say on this before uh, before you move on to the next bit? Um, it's just mad, that, as I say, like, it's mad that Vince will willingly fire his son. Mm. And yet a, a guy who really, really doesn't want to be there in Ali is being told he's just got to sell his contract and deal it. Yeah, yeah. Madness. It is mad. Um, there is a point actually later on on Ali's contract. If you want, we could mention it now, just kind of while we're on the subject of that. Uh, no, nah, we'll, we'll keep with the Rumble stuff and then we'll get to, back to All that. Right. All right, um, darling. Because it's all Rumble related stuff. Still, That's true. It? That's true. Which is mad. Like two weeks after the Rumble, we're still talking still about Still talking it. about it. <laughs> and it wasn't even a good one, mm. which is probably why we're talking about it. Yep. <laughs> um, so according to Dave Meltzer, uh, Sasha Banks and Drew McIntyre were extremely late additions to the Rumble matches. Obviously, Drew was a surprise return. Sasha was um, announced the night before. Um, the belief is that Banks' appearance was kept short as a safety precaution due to a recent injury. Yeah, I think a few people didn't expect to see her back for like a couple wasn't of weeks, even months. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, that long ago that she was injured. I think we even spoke about it on a news episode a week or two ago and the expectancy wasn't until kind of at least end of this month, start of March. Mm. I mean, as I say, she she wasn't she wasn't in the match that long. No, no. It was um, obvious that it was, you know, as you say, sort of precaution due to the recent injury. Um yeah. I know Meltzer said that Drew is working injured. He's mm. just kind of like, they're, they're just kind of working the matches around keeping Drew safe, which, you know what, the best way to do that would be. Just let him not have him wrestle, just let him recover properly. Yeah, if, if it's Drew's choice and he wants to, he's doing it because he wants to make WrestleMania, fair enough, I guess. It's still stupid, but fair enough. Mm. But if, if not, I'd, I'd like them to just let him have the time off to recover. Yeah. Same with Sasha, like, yeah. I don't like, they're struggling for entries in the women's match, clearly. Um, but to kind of bring someone back and go, we're going to really protect you in this match because we know you're injured, like, just don't have her in there. Mm. You could have had her come out, uh, you know, towards, like, the, the 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 last bit of build for WrestleMania or something, or have her come back then fully injured and get involved and kick off a new storyline from that. Like, have well, her maybe fact- come in and cost. Bianca Belair, whatever match she may or may not be in, or something like that, or I don't know. On Raw last night, they announced the women's elimination chamber with a mystery entrance. Ah, okay. Would say that you could have done that with Sasha Banks. Yeah, yeah. Saying that, though, if if she's still injured, if they were keeping her kind of safe in that Rumble match, definitely don't throw her in an elimination chamber then, if she's still working injured. True. No, I'm, well, <laughs> of yeah. all the matches, <laughs> but I, I I do get what you mean. I do get what you mean. Um, we'll move on. Oh, gone. She was actually cleared by elimination chamber. That's what I'm, that's what I was getting at. Right, right, right. I see. I get you. I get you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll move on. Uh, it sounds like, uh, and it it sounds like a story we've we've heard of time and time again. This seems to come up at least kind of three, four times a year. Uh, morale in WWE is near an all time low following uh, the Royal Rumble pay per view. Sorry. Uh, premium live event uh, based on what Fightful heard from several discouraged and disappointed wrestlers up and down the card. There is a lot of frustration with WWE's current direction among these wrestlers. One person said it feels like nothing else matters outside a handful of wrestlers. Several wrestlers feel like they are quote, less heard than ever before. 
and their attempts to communicate with Vince McMahon are either dismissed, ignored, or up and working, uh, sorry, or end up working against them. Uh, they have to resort to social media to be heard. Gasp. Gasp. Kel Supree. <laughs> I, I saw Cultaholic uh, put a video like kind of breaking this down. Mm. And one of the things that they said that they had been kind of mooted was um, the treatment of Biggie. Yeah. Obviously a very well-liked member of like the locker room in general. Very, very popular wrestler. Mm. Like even people who don't really watch WWE love Biggie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously to kind of like just give him the title run and then almost set him up to fail. Mm. And then act like it was his fault that he didn't succeed yeah. when they when it was them writing the they they gave him absolutely nothing to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Um and also the other another one, another name that was kind of banded about, which I was like, yeah, that also makes sense to Cesaro, who again, yeah, very yeah. well liked, very like people who don't watch WWE like Cesaro. Mm. Um and someone I know me and you have both like said multiple times he, he should be a world champion. Mm. Absolutely. He's got he's got everything, like fair enough. It's the charisma that Vince is like wanting, but they, they literally put him with Paul Heyman and went, nah, this isn't working after like three after, months. I was going to say, like, after no time at all. And it's like, well, Paul Heyman would have made that work. It's Paul yeah, Heyman. Exactly, and exactly. He's a massive proponent of, like, wanting to push Cesaro. So, mm. you know, do what you will with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just disappointing. Like, the, I mean, I, I can understand the, the frustration as well. Like, again, to keep going back to the Mustafa Ali thing, but... How annoying must that be? Like you want to, you want to move job, you want to, you want to leave your current job, and you're being told no, you got to sell your contract. Mm. It's, like, it's, it's like mad, mad. And then you're noticing and just getting told no. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, I've, I've, I want to do this over it. No. Then that's the thing. You're like, they won't grant it, and it's almost like, well, if you're not granting it, have you got big plans? No, you haven't got that either. So no, what benefit gonna... What benefit is it to them to keep him? They've had people over the last few months or even years, certainly recently in Tony Storm, most recent example I can think of where she was just like, I've had enough. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if she asked for it. I can't remember the situation around that. Yeah, she asked for it or she walked or... out or what, or it was a bit of both, but. It, it was, yeah, it was a bit of both. But, um, and the difference was that Ali made a big, like, statement about it. Mm. Um, look they didn't Brody. like that clearly. <laughs> well, look at Brody Lee when he did that, when he said, I've requested my release, and then he kept him on the books for six months. Yeah, yeah. And then we're like, wait, why are we paying this guy to just sit at home when we're not doing anything with him? Mm. Yeah. But they're just fucking Egypts. Egypts. Hard, harder and harder to want anything to do with this company. Mm. As he goes by at the moment. <laughs> um, however, last bit of Royal Rumble-related news. Um, despite the fact that we kind of unanimously thought it was terrible, <laughs> uh, it was the most watched WWE show ever on Peacock, surpassing both nights of WrestleMania 37. Um, the Observer also noted it was the most searched WWE event on Google since 2019. That's mental. I mean the Royal Rumble, it's 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 one that ca- like casuals love. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that it and WrestleMania. Of, yeah, it bring, but the Rumble's the one that brings people back in mm-hmm. to see whether they're gonna go watch WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like little little to no fanfare, largely predictable. Mm. Yeah. Um as I say, it, it for me it was just a really poor event. Mm. That's that's baffling how how that's apparently done as as well as it has because yeah as you say unanimously we didn't really think too highly of it but mm. I don't know as you say the Royal Rumble is the one that appeals to the more casual fan and I don't know maybe people said to themselves come New Year I'm going to invest back into it see what's going on and the Royal Rumble is the the first first event that you'd do so so maybe a lot of it was kind of out of intrigue. Um, It'll be interesting to see how subsequent uh, live events, get like pay-per-views, whatever you want to call them, um, how they're received, how much they're kind of searching stuff in comparison to see if that kind of dies down or if it's something that keeps up, don't know. 
Um, I mean, if that was you getting back to WWE for the first time in months, you wouldn't turn back in or tune back no. in, rather. Yeah, personally, I don't know. Um, clearly, there's a very large majority, though, that enjoyed it. So mm. you go. Um, moving on, Fightful. We mentioned earlier uh, some Mustafa Ali news. Uh, Fightful has mentioned that he has well over a year at least left on his WWE contract. Uh, as we just previously discussed, he was recently denied his request to be released by the company. This reminds me a lot of um, of when Pac asked for his release. Yeah. And he just went, nope. nope. I'm going to keep you here. And the difference was as well, when Pac asked for his release, there was no competition. No. Well, there was. Obviously, there was competition, but there was no... No, like, but not... There, there was there an was AEW. No, yeah, like a US-based competition. Apart from Ring of Honor, but... I mean, Ring of Honor on their ass at that point. Were they? they? It was like when the books were like on the way out, Cody was on his way out. Oh, okay. Um, Hangman was on his way out. It, it was it was when they were like winding down from being what they were, but they'd already kind of at that point got to... They were still the second biggest promotion, but they weren't mm. near what like they had been. Right, right. And it was largely, I think Pac was like kind of at that point, wanting to just go to Japan mm. and be successful there. Yeah. It's mad. Like I really, really want to see Ali do well, as do, I'm sure, a lot of people. Yeah. Um, he's great in ring, great talker, great promo, a really creative mind, um, seeing a lot of what he's done. Like I remember when he was cutting his kind of own promos, doing those little vignettes a few years ago, where it was just filmed on like a sort of steady cam at night. And it was him just talking to the camera about like where he grew up in Chicago. And cause he used to be a police officer or something as well, didn't yeah. he? And he was playing that into some of his promos. That was fucking awesome. It was really good. Um, I don't get how they don't have anything for him. Like at one point it almost felt like we're going to pull the trigger on him and then he got injured. And that was the lead up to Kofi mania as well. And they keep, but these little kind of instances where you think, oh, then maybe they do see something in him, and then nothing at all. And it's even so with confusing. that, like Kofi said, they were the plan was they were going to do a, um, an Ali versus Kofi match based off Kofi Mania, right? Right, WrestleMania last year, yeah. And for whatever reason, he just went, nah, man, it's Mine. all there. Like it's just, just do something with it. It's mad. Um, I want to see him do well. I want to see him go elsewhere. I'd like to see him in Japan, the Super yep. Juniors, and just tear it up there. I think it'd be I, awesome. I know, like, one thing, like, it, not even wrestling was something he was talking about. Like, he was talking about wanting to get into acting and stuff like that. Yeah, he put that thing out for... Because Marvel put out a call for, like... I think it was, like, a an Asian actor, like, mm. um, martial arts trained or something like that. And he was just like, I'm over here. Yeah, fucking love to see Mustafa Ali in the next Blade film. Give it me now. Yeah, that'd be good, man. But it, it, it's one of those things, isn't it? Like he's he's such a talented guy. Mm. Like wherever he shows up, he'd be a big deal, and I think people would follow him. Yeah, I just want want him to be doing something because it feels it's like it's like when they take Bray off telly for ages as well. Mm. Like someone that creative shouldn't be kind of like shackles stagnant to, yeah to just sit there and wait around for them for their creative to have something for them mm. and I know it's something uh, I was reading a, a quote from Malachi Black not that long ago another guy who again look what mm-hmm. he's doing in AW at the moment yeah the, the House of Black stuff's like a breath of fresh air mm. and he's he said like the, the difference is he'd have to get everything approved in WWE whereas in AW, he'll talk to Tony Khan and go, this is what I want to do. Tony Khan will go, okay. Yeah. Or if he thinks, if he's got like some like some kind of input to it, he'll go, well, what about this as well? Have you and thought about this? Yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. have like a, an actual like civil conversation, not Vince going, well, this is what you would do. Yeah, yeah. Shut I think your character would do this. I think you'd say that. Yeah. Like, don't stifle creativity because it becomes very apparent when that person is acting that out on screen in front of you, that that isn't them and that they're not comfortable with it and that they deserve and can do better. And we've seen it time and time again. And it's, it's just a horrible cycle, a horrible repetition. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Um, so next, uh, we've got Bailey and Asuka should both be back for WrestleMania 38. The PW inside the head, Asuka should return this month. Elimination <laughs> Chamber. Um, <laughs> with Bailey returning in March. Apparently, Asuka was fit enough to be in the Rumble and they just didn't put her in. I forgot to drop that in here, but apparently she was she was there. She was cleared to compete. Yeah, but you know, Summer Rae already was in the Rumble, mate, and so was Kelly Galley. Shitter. I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking forward to both of them being back. Well, I say looking forward to both of them being back. I like seeing them wrestle. I like seeing them on my screens. I'm not looking forward to them just terribly booking, namely Asuka. And not having her just have a tear up like she did in NXT or even her kind of initial bit when she first got called up to the main roster and that she just became not a joke, but no, just a like parody. Ma- she was still massively entertaining as like women's champion during the lockdown era. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't have her defend it much, but like even getting her just to like go on commentary and just yelling in the commentary. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. It. Like whoever was on commentary with her was like, uh, Michael Cole or Byron Saxon. Uh, I can't remember now, but yeah, was- I, I, I do recall what you mean. Um, Bailey was also incredibly entertaining during the entire pandemic era. Um, for me, like the MVP of that whole Thunderdome pandemic era, like really reinvented a character and was just so good to watch week in, week out, everything she did. So I am looking forward to both of them being back. Um, a much in needed injection uh, of talent into the women's division where it certainly feels like it's been waning for quite a while now. So, Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? They, they, um, they have like the whole sort of... It, I don't know, it felt like there wasn't really anyone in the division. And it, this kind of goes back to the whole they only want to push selected people in the top echelon and stuff. Mm. When Charlotte and Becky were gone, and it was just Bailey and Sasha, it felt like very kind of empty at the top. Yeah. And yeah. Charlotte and Becky came back and Bailey and Sasha went away. Mm-hmm. And it still feels kind of it's just a big void. Oh. Yeah. 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 And it's but it's like you've got people there like uh Dewdrop, uh, Lib Morgan, Asuka, um who else is obviously Bianca is there and about it every now and again. Hmm. Um I'm I'm trying to think I'm trying to think people who don't really get pushed. Is, is Selena Vega. Zelina Vega. Um, even Tony Storm, she didn't really get much. Did she? No. Shotzi's doing fuck all. Shotzi's doing nothing. Yeah, you got um, Tegan Knox and you binned her off. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. She, that that Owen Hart Cup, Cup tournament's looking fucking pretty spicy at the moment. <laughs> Some of those release names that we might be getting in it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it's crazy that like they do kind of just let it stagnate. Mm. And like now when we've got we're talking about like, oh yeah, this will help the women's division, these two being back, and it will. But what also would help the women's division would be put a focus on a focus on the people who are there. Yeah. Make them a bigger deal. Yeah. Don't don't give them the the opportunity and then expect them to sink or swim based on the fact that you're letting them flounder. Mm-hmm. Built them up so that when people like Asuka and Sasha and Bailey come back, and, and even Sasha to an extent, um, build them up so that when they do challenge them, it doesn't kind of feel like it's come from out of nowhere. Like we know that people like Bailey and Asuka are a big deal within the women's division. We know, like, you know, multi-time world champions and will continue to be, but build those other people up in their absence. Yeah. I get and I get in on occasions like using people like that to build up other talent but they're not there and they haven't been for a while. So who else have they pushed in their absence? Exactly. They, the they, only people they've pushed are the people that they push all the time. So it's not a push. What? They're just keeping yeah. them in that same upper position. They always do. And no one else ever feels like they get close to that. Well, yeah. What? Well, Cause all they did was instead of like, you know, booking, booking like somebody up and coming against them for the first couple of months of them both being back, it was Becky versus Charlotte. Yeah, straight away off the bat. Rhea Ripley and Nikki uh Nikki ASH have all fell by the fucking wayside, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. It's mad. It's, it's insane. Like mm. just just look at your whole roster. Don't just look at 
these few people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sticking with that similar topic, uh, on the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer said that WWE officials spoke to Ronda Rousey after her promo on the January 31st episode of Raw. Rousey has been booked as a babyface. However, uh, her bitterness towards the fans for turning on her during her last run caused her to come across as more of a heel. Her work on SmackDown last week is how they want her to be going forward. For me, Ronda Rousey should be a heel or at least like a tweener, but edging towards heel, like a kind of a little bit more of a kind of an arrogant like face with heel tendency, if that makes sense. She's not an out and out baby face at all. She she doesn't look like it. As soon as Becky Lynch and like started cutting those Twitter promos on, she was fucked. Yeah. Yeah. And especially because she got like she got like people who knew her from UFC going, Oh yeah, well you kind of you got handed like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it wasn't like you like worked really hard, you were handed it. Mm. Or you had like you had like a kind it was almost treated like a bad right, because I know my mum was like yeah. uh, um martial artist as well, and she Right, right. Um obviously she had to she had to work hard for it, but they were kind of like kind of alluding to a sense of entitlement and then that kind of soured people on it and then mm. When people were booing her and cheering Charlotte for attacking her, and she started <laughs> like, she started like just like verbally attacking fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as the, as she was walking out and then trying to be a face to, until like Mania season when they went, yeah, we're gonna have to send Ronda Healy and fuck it Just make it like clearly. Obviously, there's the disdain as well that she's kind of like, again, she's walked in and took opportunities from people that people want to see getting opportunities. Mm. So she's got that, she's got that at working against her already. Yeah. Um, obviously she's insanely talented and she's a big crossover name. Mm. So that's why, but yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. It's WWE though. And they'll, they'll, they'll try and make you, they'll, they'll try, try and make, make a face, a heel, a heel, a face. And yeah, they, yeah. they won't listen to the fans. They'll just pipe in the fucking crowd. noise. It's fine. Oh God, not that. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, on his podcast, Kurt Angle claimed that WWE was going to bring him in for a three-week program, but that changed at the last second, and he doesn't have a deal with the company anymore. Uh, I'm not sure I how I feel about that. What do you reckon? I thought I, I half expected him to come in at the Rumble, and that'd be the start yeah. of whatever this is. He was there for the Rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was recording um, stuff for the network. Hmm. Oh, yeah, some yeah. interviews for some of the upcoming documentaries. I think things. he did a table for three. With some I don't cool. Um, oh, I'd like to sit like him and Gabe Stevenson, something like that. Uh, and well, what's his name? Chad Gable, like I, Olympic I, caliber I, athletes. I reckon that what they would have done was bring him in for something with Alpha Academy. Yeah, I don't like that. I'm just Chad, Chad Gable, like, seems to be doing the Lord's work as like a heel. Yeah. With that. Keep him doing it. Keep him doing what he can do. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't see what they were. Well, I imagine a three-week program probably would, I imagine, would have been with the Alpha Academy, I guess. Makes the most sense. But I also think if you're going to go to the effort of bringing in someone as, as big as Kurt Angle, you do it for more than three weeks. I don't like this whole, it's a couple of weeks. Like, just, it's a fucking star. Like he's he's known mm. a world like bring him in, do it properly, like just a bit of longevity. I yeah, know I know right. using the word longevity and long term within the like the realm of WWE just doesn't exist, but you no. know, we can hope. <laughs> yeah, their longest term stuff at the moment is money in the bank, isn't it? And even then um, that's like three months. Um, yeah. And then they go up, never mind. Um <laughs> Next up, Santino Morella has told stories with Briscoe, uh, sorry, stories of Briscoe and Bradshaw that his daughter, Bianca Corelli, has signed with WWE and will report to the Performance Centre in two weeks. It's pretty cool. Uh, I don't know anything about her. Um, She was at um, Empower. Oh, okay. I, I can't remember if she was any good, but I've heard, like, from from what I've like read about her, she seems like there's a lot of like kind of stock and they're, yeah. they're excited. She's, I know seems Santino, like an exciting time. Yeah, 
Santina Marella runs a, it's not a wrestling academy, is it? I want to say it's, it's academy. Is it like a martial arts academy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, well, it trains pro wrestling and it trains like judo as well. Ah, right, right. So it's like a, cool. it is like a mixed arts, mixed martial arts and wrestling. Yeah, like yeah. Ah, that's ace. That's pretty cool. Um, it'd be interesting to mm-hmm. uh, see where that leads eventually. What yeah. you got next? Last little bit of WWE all, news. Interestingly as well, actually, Santino oh. said he's moved down to Orlando and is trying to get a job as a commentator. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, oh. So it must be like the whole family are moving down there. Cool. Yeah. Nice. This ties in nicely because Santino Morello was once famously slapped for laughing at the boogeyman for making his daughter cry by Jim Cornette. <laughs> and now Santino Morello's old foil, Marty the Boogeyman Wright, has posted a video of him signing the WWE contract <laughs> on social media. <laughs> it doesn't show what type of deal it was. However, it's probably a Legends deal, isn't it? Yeah. Probably going to be a Legends deal. Yeah, it will. I mean, yeah. cool. that. They only ever really bring him out at Halloween, don't they? To just eat like a, a handful of worms. I'm but... surprised he wasn't at the Rumble. I do you remember that rum- which Rumble was it where Bray Wyatt was in the ring and then they brought out the Boogeyman Man and they had like a spooky boy off. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. How old is he now? Because didn't he enter tough enough and he was well above like the age limit and he, he got, got found out? I had tough enough for being found out that he was over 30 because he was like 42. So he's got to be in like his 60s now. Still looks absolutely ripped. Yeah. Steroids Fair play. Or worms, apparently. Or, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Strict diet of earthworms. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, that's it for WWE news. So, AEW news. Uh, we'll kick off with some Tony Khan business. Uh, him and uh, stuff with Shane McMahon, which we touched on earlier. Um, it seems as though people within WWE are aware of the rumours and are sending a direct message to AEW President Tony Khan. According to PW Torture's Wade Keller, he passed a comment by people within WWE who believe it would be in AEW's best interest to steer clear of Shane McMahon. It was noted that Shane's sense of entitlement was the reason cited for the above quote. Keller source believes that should Shane show up in another promotion that is not WWE, this would likely be amplified even compared to how he behaved at the Royal Rumble where he was reportedly out of control. I reckon if he's shown up anywhere, it's going to be impact. Yeah. I, I was thinking about this as like, who, who's mad enough to try and fucking pull that off? Impact. Impact. <laughs> um, moving on. Where are we? I was just I was adding adding something into the rest of the world. That's right. Uh, Matt, Matt Hardy revealed more about his brother Jeff's Hall of Fame offer on his latest Twitch stream, and he explained why the former WWE champion rejected the chance to be part of the W the WWE 2022 class of the Hall of Fame. Uh, he said it took several weeks, and they got, they had to kind of jump through hoops and get his drug test results back. Obviously negative. Uh, obviously negative. He has passed every drug test that he's had while he's been there the issues that he's had in the past were with alcohol and he hasn't had those in quite a while so everything is on the up and and up for Jeff uh, Matt began and then he did they did realise that they did they, they did realise that they jumped the gun a little bit whenever they released them before they got to these drug test results back and it's strange because they waited weeks and they really had to go after these drug test results to get them back because I guess they knew it wasn't going to to paint them in the best light Long story of short, they offered them to be inducted into the 2022 Hall of Fame. Jeff asked, so do you want to induct me into the Hall of Fame? And he said, well, let me ask you. I know you guys have spoken with AEW. Is it going to be the the Hardy Boys? Is this myself and my brother, Matt? And they go, oh, no, 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 no. We can't get Matt. He's under contract at AEW. You know, just be you. And Jeff said, well, that's a hard no. He definitely stood up for the team of the Hardy Boys. Top lad. Um, yeah, what's what's interesting there is is obviously they have spoken. It was like kind of common knowledge, wasn't it? That AW and WWE have kind of had conversations, just hmm. nothing major. Just you know, I imagine it would have been like footage, like rights or something like that. I think we discussed well, when those the, conversations are happening. The thing that stood out to me straight away was you had Jericho on the Broken Skull sessions. Hmm. I remember which, everyone thought that was an April Fools as well. Yeah, <laughs> and. He was sat on the WWE network talking about AEW guys like the very openly, yeah, yeah. 
and it was like a, it was almost like an advertisement for AEW. Yeah, man. Um, they had Billy Gunn show up for DX when he was under contract to AEW. So mm-hmm. what's the like AEW aren't going to go? Oh yeah, well, you can't have Matt. They're not. That they recognise that the Hardy Boys are one of the most iconic tag teams. The fact ever. that they're teasing well, the Hardy Boys debuting, yeah. yeah, in AEW imminently. It, it's. I think it's more that. I think it's more Vince like fucking shitting himself, going, "Oh God, we don't want to get these Hardy Boys working more over it already." <laughs> Not even that was ninety days yet. We don't, don't want to give Tony any any more free advertisement. <laughs> Yeah. We'll say how long uh, how long has Jeff got on his contract? Like left Absolutely. on this It's the 9th of March that it's up. And that's before revolution, is it? That's revolution the match? after revolution. Oh, okay. So I assume what's probably gonna happen is that Andrade and the Hardy family office are gonna kick Matt out at Revolution. And then the dynamite after Jeff's going to debut to help. Yeah, that. sounds good. It's a good shout. Good shout. That's what I think will happen. Uh, speaking of uh, people that have been released by WWE regarding Tony Khan's surprise debut for this coming Wednesday's Dynamite, uh, is it this coming Wednesday? It's tomorrow time recording. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fightful Select sources on the AEW roster don't know who it is, but are expecting Keith Lee. Um. Both Fightful and Wrestling Observer say it's almost definitely not Jeff Hardy due to the amount of time left on his non-compete clause. I mean, Keith Jeff, Lee... Jeff could waive his non-compete. There is that. It's been known to happen. Do what? He could waive his non-compete. What, just bin it off? Well, ba- basically, the whole idea of a non-compete clause is WWE saying, we'll pay you three months' pay for you to just sit at home and not do anything. Just like gardening leave. Yeah, so he could he there there is an option for people to waive it. I think he's got to mutually agree it with WWE, but I think at this point with what they've done, if he turns around and says, "I'd quite like to just not out. do that," yeah, um, he fucked me about over the fucking the drugs test. Yeah, you owe me one. I mean, he could he could take it into he could take them to court for it, and obviously their lawyers would fucking destroy him, but. Mm. It's still like a bad look for the company, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it might be that the, the PR, but at the same time, I think for the sake of like a month, it's probably not going to be Jeff Hardy. Mm. Um, I, th- I think out of who's out of who's is up, Keith Lee's the most likely. But it was that bulk of people that went around the same time, and it was Keith Lee, Mia Yim, just carrying cross part of that. Yeah. Um, um, who else is part of that? Ember release? Moon, yeah, Ember Moon. I'd love to see that. More like would... Ember soon. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? <laughs> I, I, th- I think, I think she's like a shoe in to be in the Owen Hardcore. Yeah, I, I think out of like all of the women's talent, and there's a f- there was a few like really big names that we mentioned there, like mm-hmm. Tegan, Smear, yeah, Ember Moon. I think Ember's the one that like would make the most sense for them to go for. Yeah, I'd love all, to see I mean, Ember Moon. All, there. All of them would, because yeah. I think all of them would be. And I know Britt Baker has been teasing that she's like wants to wrestle Tony Storm this year, so mm. I'm going to assume that's going to happen as well, which yeah. would be nice. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, em- Ember's got to be like the kind of the go-to one. Yeah, you'd hope so. Insanely talented, but again, a- a- any of those women would be a fucking fantastic ac- acquisition. Mm. Agreed for AEW. It's you, mate. It is me. Sorry. I, I, I realised that. I, I saw Jeff Hardy's name. I thought of that. So, uh, during a recent interview with WrestleTalk, Eddie Kingston provided an update on his injury and, slate, and stated that he's ready to go. Uh, he said, the injury is great. I'm ready to go right now. If the doctors would clear me, I would go. I would just have to protect my eye the whole time. I'm, I'm also used to that. I've had this injury before on the independence. You have to go. i got to make money and pay my rent. My before, what happened was I had the, I had the match. Things happened. It's not ballet. We're fighting, and I like to keep it as realistic as possible. I blew my nose, and my eye swelled up. I said, "Oh, it's an orbital, without a doubt." I've had it. I've had it before. I wanted to ask the AW doctor, "Is it all right if I cut it again?" What are you talking about? I cut it. Don't do things for a little bit. 
and then I'm fine. He's like, no, go to the doctor. That's what I'd do on the independence. I would cut it a little bit, get the blood out, out or the air out, and then work the next day. Oh, Luke. Christ. Edward. But fucking mad bastard, isn't he? Um, <laughs> mad king, isn't he? He is the mad king. Uh, Kingston was then asked when he would be able to return. He said, I want to come back now. This is not my call. Now I'm with a major company. It's their call. I'm a product of, I'm a product of them, and they are paying me. They don't want to send out something that is injured, and then they're paying and that they are paying or they don't want to risk their investment in me and get me re-injured. I'm a product. I don't mean to make it sound so cold, but it's a reality with pieces to a machine. I mean, fair comment. Like you do yeah. what you want when you're on the independence, but you're part of like a fucking a global product now. And you got to say abide by the rules. That sounds harsh, but like, you know, they're doing it in your best interest. They're, to they're, you. Yeah. They don't want you to like get injured or die on their watch. Yeah. Exactly. Or lose an eye in this case because he's trying to, he's talking about cutting open the fucking swell. Oh. Oh. Um, my lunch. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, they're, they're building towards a match with Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston. So I, nice. I assume that's why they want to protect the shit out of Eddie Kingston right now. Mm. And also, he's he's not far off getting cleared. No. He's been I out for they, a while now, hasn't he? Uh, since the first week of January. Oh, I thought it was longer than that. I no, it was much early, longer than that. It was early January you got here because... Um, oh, okay. They were saying it would probably be a month or two, or six weeks or two months that he'd be out. So right. potentially be back this week. Okay. Fingers crossed. Or, Bloody love Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And next and last for AEW news, uh, a big one here. Mikey Ruckus uh, revealed that he's working on multiple innovative projects for AEW in 2022. For February, Ruckus is teaming with members of the AEW roster and other creators to put together Who We Are, a celebration of excellence, which is available on February the 18th. He says, I was looking forward to different ways to be innovative, innovative rather, and wanted to give as much of an expanse expansive experience and audio experience to the fans as possible. This wasn't just going to be about writing theme music and sending it up and then waiting for the next call about writing theme music. I wanted to do something that impacted culture and had a deeper meaning than just making music. I pitched the idea last November and rather than me writing all the music, I assembled a team of producers and artists that are familiar to the wrestling music space. And we just went to work, said Ruckus in an interview with Slam Wrestling. The album will tell stories of more than 20 of AEW's black wrestlers through hip-hop and R&B collaborations between the wrestlers and established music artists. Another quote, we wanted to tell, uh, we wanted to tell their personal stories as much as they were comfortable sharing. Each song is like 30 for, a 30 for 30 special wrapped up into a song form for each of the talents. Some of them had been waiting for the opportunity for something like this for a long time. So when they got the call, you know, they were ready to go. Uh, Who We Are, a celebration of excellence, excellence, isn't the only album Ruckus is working on, as he revealed that an AEW Symphony album is also on the docket for 2022. Um, currently, I'm working on an AEW Symphony album, he said, where we're doing symphonic arrangements of some of the more popular theme songs. We have some great surprises coming for this year. That's awesome. I know, yeah. I mean, first of all, he seems so like ahead of his time, doesn't he, with like some of the like stuff he was saying there. Yeah, man. Um, I, I think he's awesome. Like Mikey Ruckus, he's really, really putting out some good like entrance music. Yeah. Um, and just good music. It's, like it, he did like release a solo album where the single off it is Matt Hardy's entrance music. Mm. Um, and it's just it's not bad. It's all right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I I know he's been talking about the symphony thing. He, he's also been talking about touring. Okay. Which is something I'd definitely be up for going to see where he'd be like, he was talking about doing a symphony tour with this symphony album that he's been talking about. Nice. And also like a tour with um, just him performing like AW entrance music. That's cool. I'd love to see that. Yeah. That'd be um, really, really cool. I, I'm intrigued when he says we've got some great surprises coming up in 2022, whether that'll, because famously spoke about how like how quickly he kind of can put like out. A mm. song like the um, the Ghostbusters parody he did for the Elite. 
Yeah, yeah. He got, did that in like three hours. That's mad. Um, I think he t- I think he did a similar thing with Stings as well, where he's like, yeah, done like in under like three hours. Yeah. Um. So whether whether like he's been given a heads up on some of the like people debuting later in the year, mm. or well, not later in the year, but you know, it imminently we should say. Um, <laughs> maybe as long as we get something that sounds like Bask in My Glory for Keith Lee, what do you oh, think? Keith, Keith Lee will use his old indie music, which is basically just him rapping. Nice. Yeah. Say that. It, um, it, absolutely. Just go back to his fucking indie music, I reckon. <laughs> I love the sound of this album, um, the Celebration of Excellence album, and him saying each song is like a 30 for 30 special wrapped up into a song, like, and telling a story about each person. And it isn't just a piece of music with them. Like, it's not just a standard rap or R&B track. And it feels like there's some real meaning behind each one. I'm really, really excited to hear that. Yeah, I know um, some of the wrestlers as well have been using the new songs. On oh, yeah, the- Powerhouse Hobbs has been using it, hasn't he? His new one. Uh, Hobbs, Scorpio Sky. Um, oh, shit, who else? I can't remember who else. It was on, on the dark tapings they recorded this week. So it'll be airing tonight, I believe, or possibly like in a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, there was a few people who were on the... Who were on like that list of wrestlers to singing about who oh Lee Mariotti was the one. Oh, okay. Uh, who came out to their um their like kind of song from this. Right, right. So awesome. be interesting to see what they sound like and get a sneak peek. Sweet. Uh, I hope Bob doesn't, doesn't stick around though, because I love Powerhouse Hobbs' music. <laughs> yeah. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh that is everything for AEW News. Rest of the world, then. Let's get into it, mate. It's you. It is me. Um, it's, it's yourself. I was just taking a little breath there, mate. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the Wrestling Observer has uh, confirmed that uh, Laredo Kid has signed a deal with Impact Wrestling. Uh, Lance Storm has also revealed that he has joined Impact Wrestling as a producer slash coach. Awesome. Two very good signings there. Yeah, Laredo man. Kid, unreal. Like, yeah. Oh. Every time he's shown up on AEW, it was like a little treat. That time Usually, he kicked out the one-wing angel at 3.1. Don't worry about it. That was in Mexico. It doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lance Storm's but, yeah. a great signing. He's a yeah. fucking superb mind for the he, business. He said as well, like, um, he's, like he said largely, I'm, I'm literally just there to kind of mentor talent and help produce matches. And he's like, but I'm not a part of the booking team, but I imagine they're probably going to, Okay, if I have any somehow. ideas, they're probably going to listen to me because of who I am. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I can see that. But yeah, especially because he, he was saying, he was talking about how he got offered WWE and Impact at the same time. And he took WWE thinking it was like the safer option. Really? And then he got six months in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's cool to see, cool to see Lance Storm doing that because he's very good at Absolutely. this kind of thing. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, Daniel Bryan has been inducted into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Who? Sorry, Brian Danielson. Whatever. That's all for Ring of Honor, mate. <laughs> you know who I meant, dickhead. Um, th- this this adds credence to my question to Jonathan Gresham the other day, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, just for anyone who doesn't know, um, I... This this got announced on Monday. On Sunday, we met Jonathan Gresham, and I said, "When are you and, Di- and Brian Danielson going to murder each other?" And he just said, <laughs> "Well, I think that might happen sooner than you think." Can he wait? This got announced, and I was like, "Oh fuck, maybe 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 Mr. Gresham's going to show up soon." Whoa! Give me I'm that. Sorry. Give yeah, me I, that. I, re- I reckon it's going to happen at PWG myself. Yeah, yeah. Just there, especially if a. Uh, especially if Brian's been kind of rebuffed from being allowed to do PWG yet. Mm. Yet. Um, moving on, this got announced, uh, was it last night or this mo- or this morning? Um, I think it was this morning at time of recording, uh, which is uh, the 8th of February. Control your narrative, uh, ECW, ECW. EC3 is kind of like, it's not even a promotion, is it? It's just like a... It's like a sort of production... Like, it's like an art house project. Yeah, man. Um, they've announced their first two live shows with fans. Uh, 
both called Awakening, which is very confusing, uh, on the 5th of March in Orlando and then uh, in Dallas on the 31st of March. <clears throat> no one other than EC3, Killer Cross and Adam Share have been confirmed so far. That's going to be cool. Or like yeah. the stuff they've put out before has been superb. It wouldn't surprise me if we see um, former Drake Maverick in there. Oh, 100%. I think yeah. he'll be in there. Him and EC3 uh, are best, best, best mates. Yeah. I know EC3 was teasing uh, Peter Avalon, wasn't he? Oh, was he? Um, and in his faction, when they shown up, like, in Ring of Honor, he had Weston Blake. Yes. Uh, some other guy who just, he's just, like, literally appears there. I can't even remember his fucking name. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think who else they've, they've had on previous one. They've had Bill Kepp. Bill Carr on both, and they've had uh, Paro on both, so I imagine they'll probably come back. Mm. Have a have a, a third in the trilogy of horse fights. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, it should, it should be good. I reckon there'll be a lot more Ring of Honor names knocking about in there this time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, then they they invaded. It was it was at the last Ring of Honor show, and they turned up and mm. him. So I imagine whoever it was, I can't remember now, that they kind of jumped in and, and had a ruckus yeah. with. Oh we'll shit! Be a part yeah, of that. Eli Ison as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, not Braun. Put him over his shoulder and took him out. <laughs> After doing a murder on. <clears throat> a murder. Uh, congratulations are in order for Keith Lee and Mia Yim on their marriage earlier this week. Uh, photos came out from various attendees, which included John Morrison, uh, Justin Roberts, Shayna Baszler, Dakota Kai, Shelton Benjamin, uh, and Mick Foley, who I believe was doing like a sort of big speech. So I think he had quite an important role within the kind of the, the ceremony after the wedding uh, from what I read and understood. Uh, also uh, a wild Wyndham Rotunda, formerly Bray Wyatt was also there in attendance. Was he known? He was. I looking dapper. Mm. Obviously not as dapper as, as there was Justin Roberts. Wasn't there? Got both. So him and Morrison were at two weddings. You are. There was two weddings that they, like all these wrestlers were at. Was there? Yeah, because there was there was some like horror producer as well whose wedding they were at. Oh, okay. And I know I know Wyndham was at that, and I think I think it was the same time. Ooh. Um, okay. I, I know I know Keith and Mia got married in a uh, Disneyland, didn't they? Though? Did they at the Magic Kingdom? Nice. Yeah, because they kept they kept their sweet Disney Disney wedding quality. Um, Good stuff. Yeah, very happy for them though. They, they deserve happy happiness. Yeah, man. I imagine they're going to be uh, celebrating by signing two new contracts as well, aren't they? Um, <laughs> That's a wedding present <laughs> to each other. <laughs> I can't wait for Keith Lee to pounce Adam Cole again. It's going to make me so happy. Um, <laughs> Fightful has conf- confirmed that Game Changer Wrestling has signed Nick Gage to an exclusive multi-year contract. This will allow Nick Gage to reduce the number of matches he has to wrestle moving forward while keeping him apart of the GCW brand. MDK, some fucking days. Um, <laughs> Alternate days. I didn't realise he wasn't in contract, to be fair. like I've always no, just they actually, seen Nick Gage as synonymous with them. Yeah, they, they kind of freelance. So um, it's, it's cool that they've kind of signed Nick Gage to that deal because he was sort of like the, not the face of the company, but, you know, he's... Yeah. When he, you think of GCW, you associate yeah, it with him. He's... He's At least kind I do like, as a casual fan. He's kind of like, which is a mad way of putting it, what Undertaker is to WWE. Mick Gage is to WCW. I see, I see. That's pretty cool. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, also, isn't he one half of the, the GCW Tag Team Champions he as is, of their uh, last hate view? club uh, with Matt Tremont? That's it. Sticking with GCW News uh, and your local promotion, Jay, TNT based in Liverpool, have announced an upcoming partnership event with GCW, which is set to take place later this year. That is yeah. fucking excellent news. Called Supreme Extreme. Supreme Extreme. That's uh, going to be an absolute bloodbath, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Do they bring in? I, I know, like, before it kind of got announced those people there's a few big names kind of like dropping hints like i know ali catch and jordan oliver were talking about wrestling dean allmark nice. um and aj gray said something about going to liverpool 
of sit speaking in a Liverpool accent uh, to Effie. And nice. I was like, what are you up to? What are you up to? <laughs> um, and then this this got announced there at, at uh, TNT's DOA event, uh, which was their deathmatch tournament, which me and Big Tasty are going to do a quick little review of later and post awesome. a little special, special one-shot podcast for the boys because it was a really one good shot. One-shot for the boys. Nice. It was a fucking... In- I say one-shot, we're probably going to cover this every year because it's, really, it's always a fun night. It was mm. one of the... One of the most insane wrestling shows I've ever attended. And no. spoiler alert, I've done a lot of them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was really good. If you're into your deathmatch wrestling, it was good. Lizzie Evo beat the shit out of my cat with a keyboard. It was Love beautiful. to see it. Love that, to see it. I had some lovely branding on it. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we also got, a, got to see a lot of big fucking Joe, which makes me happy. Always, always. Good stuff, man. I'll be yeah. definitely grabbing a ticket for that <laughs> as soon as it goes on sale. Yes, I'm. I'm looking forward to a lot. The, the next show's looking good as well. They've got um, Mark Haskins versus Scotty Rock. Yeah. Uh, uh, Scotty Too Hotty is on the show against Gene Money. I think. Yes, Gene Money with Session Moth Martina as the guest referee. Amazing. Uh, and I can't. There is another match, but I can't remember. Dan Maloney will probably be there. The thriller. Sure. He's the champ. Um, yeah. The drill. The drill is probably going to be sleeping with one eye open, knowing the Babadook's coming for him. Though. Um, <laughs> Who's the Babadook on Moxley. this occasion? Right. Okay. Cool. Always Moxley. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. Um, New Japan have announced that uh, with Minoru Suzuki and Toru Yano set to face off for the King of Pro Wrestling 2022 Torn Air Trophy on February the 20th in Sapporo. Both competitors have now brought their choice of stipulations to be put to a fan vote beginning February the 9th, tomorrow at the time of record. Um, after Yano handcuffed into the ropes on several occasions in January, the current trophy holder, Mayor the Grandad himself, has proposed a handcuff death match. Oh, in, this bout, in this bout, there'll be no DQs. Both men will start with handcuffs on their wrist, allowing the possibility for them to be chained to anything, including one another. In that Suzuki's going to kill Yano either way, isn't he? <laughs> um, <laughs> in response, as um, demonstrated by Yano on Takamichinoku on Monday in Corican Hall, Suzuki's challenger has proposed a dog cage match. In this bout, the only way to win will be to lock your opponent in a dog cage at ringside. Jesus, Yano's going to die either way. <laughs> He's not locking. Imagine if he actually locks Mayor the Granddad into a fucking dog cage. Not going to happen. Suzuki's going to shoot, kill him. <laughs> He's just going to hunt him down. Like the fucking Terminator. Wrap that trophy around his head. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like it's on paper and in reality going to be absolutely fucking nuts. I love it. Yeah. Um, sticking with some New Japan news, John Moxley has been announced for New Japan Windy City Riot on April the 14th. No word yet on who his opponent will be, but Will Ospreay did call out Mox at a Rev Pro event this past Sunday. You don't want any of that violence, Will Ospreay. You don't want that. It's just one paradigm shift. Just one. Just just one. one. It won't even even be a paradigm shift. It'll be just one King Kong Larius. Got a weak neck. Um, (laughs) He's got a weak neck. He's got a glass um, neck. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, he's gonna he's gonna beat him up so bad that he'll look worse than those fucking pajamas he was wearing when he called him out. Oh, uh, Christ, it's a fucking all- walking stag do. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> also, um, Moxley when he cut the promo, he basically called out Akada Shingo, and which he said with a grimace on his face, Tanahashi. Oh, we Tanahashi and Mox, aren't we? Come on now. I reckon we're probably going to get all four of them. I reckon that could be Mox's four matches he does this year. Sweet. Um, either way, there's going to be a lot of violence. Yeah. I think New Japan's in danger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I look forward to all that. Uh, and finalement, let's talk about the show we went to on Sunday. Uh, yes, Progress tech, Chapter 128, Technique. Techers. Um, <clears throat> techers. Uh, it was in Manchester at the Ritz, and Ilya Dragunov, the NXT UK champion, made a surprise appearance. Uh, he came out to confront the current Progress champion, Karen Noir, after successfully defending the belt against Dean Allmark. 
Um, that was insane. That was yeah, yeah. I absolutely fucking lost it when that happened. Yeah, that was that was wild. Um, and it wasn't the only thing. Uh, on the same event, we also got Lycos Jim in a losing effort to take the tag team titles off Smoking Aces for the tag titles. In what I consider the match of the year contender already, it was fucking bananas. Unreal. (laughs) So, so good. Like, if you get the chance, go and watch it. We posted a a clip of a spot on our Twitter. Um, It started off with, like, literally about 10 minutes of them just fighting through the crowd, didn't it? Yeah, it took forever Um, for the match to actually start. And then it's still, even though... even though it wasn't a no DQ match, they were still all brawling through the crowd during doing tag team stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, outstanding match. Really, really good. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Uh, another match I really enjoyed, uh, the Octopus, Jonathan Gresham, retained the uh, Ring of Honor champion. Well, the Ring of Honor original world championship, easy for me to say, <laughs> against Chris Ridgway in a pure wrestling rules match where they beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, man. I've not seen a pure rules match before and I want more of those in my life. Well, watch Thomas then, mate. I um, will. I. <laughs> got, you've, got, you've got the code for it. Um, I have. Uh, Impact Knockout star Giselle Shaw retained her Progress Women's Championship against Rio uh, with Kanji returning to confront Shaw after the match. Uh, Lana Austin and Alexis Falcon put on a banging match. Uh, that was Alexis won that, didn't she? She did, yeah. And then Lana did Lana the, the rope on DDT onto the chair. DDT onto the chair, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and uh, Spike Trevay beat Luke Jacobs in a no DQ match, which was hard to watch at times. Oh, the um, thumbtacks and the fucking the lime juice spot, not nice. The pile driver off the apron through the table, not nice. Filthy. Uh, when Spike whipped. Like when um, oh. Jacobs went for the big boot and Spike whipped him between the legs. Oh, mate. The- oh, yeah, he bust out his belt, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a lot of nasty belt shots in that match. There were. Um, and friend of the podcast, Scott Oberman, impressed in his a losing effort against their uh, big guns, Joe. Uh, the next event, which we will also be at, is scheduled to take place on the 20th of February at the Electric Ballroom in Camden, London. Tickets are still available. And as previously said, we'll... Not only will be there, but also your boy Swerve's going to be there. Your boy Swerve. I can't and wait. Hopefully, Ilya vs. Karanoir. No, uh, it's they've already announced uh, who Karanoir's facing. Is it Swerve? It's Swerve. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. I, that's that's just as good, if not better. To yeah, be honest, uh, we're also meeting up with Dan from Sweet Chinwag Podcast, which would be cool. Oh, First time meeting him. Um, yeah. Should we know you? Those that follow us on our social media have seen that we managed to meet up with the collective known as the Damn It Vince podcast for the first time ever. We've met with Joe a couple of times. But well, yeah. Three fifths of them. Well, well, yeah, I forget there's, there's quite a few of them in there, quite the faction. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I like, I like the DOA in, um, in WWF minus the Nazi tattoos. <laughs> anyway. There's <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, progress technique was was absolutely superb. It was my first yeah. progress show and I'm, I am absolutely going to more, as we said, we're going to the one on the 20th of February, um, yeah. but I'm making more of an effort to get to those. Cause that was, that was so good. So, so good. And it's, it's nice to be able to travel about a bit more again and watch yeah. some wrestling and have plenty of options to, to go and see stuff. Like I've got a couple of promotions on my doorstep, like wrestling resurgence, uh, based in Leicester. Um, and yeah, man. TNT up in Liverpool, like, isn't a million miles away from me. Progress seemed to dot them all over the country. So plenty of other options. And I'm sure there are many, many, many more. North, North Wrestling and Newcastle is the next one I really, I'm really desperate to go to. Yeah. Next promotion I'm like dying to go to. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Well, uh, we'll try and travel about to them. We may, <laughs> well do, as you say, you're doing a, a little one shot of, um, of the TNT show from last week. If we get back to a few more, might chuck some of those in for the listeners. Yeah, I think I think if me and Ben are both at the TNT shows, we've, we've spoke about doing like a little kind of half an hour review. Nice. Much akin if you listen to our uh, AW Women's Tournament last year, akin to that because mm. we enjoyed doing kind of like these little one-off yeah. show review things um, and stuff people may not have watched but maybe should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. little hidden gems. 
little hidden gems. That's the one. And yeah, hopefully if we if we can kind of like build more awareness to like good kind of wrestling on your doorstep or just that's readily available with like the the thing with YouTube and that. Yeah. It's good because it, it kind of broadens people's horizons. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. Good idea. Good shout. Uh, that is everything for this week's news. Thank you for joining us. As always, we appreciate your time. If you don't already, please do drop us a follow on our social media, uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, and Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast house in the Untitled Wrestling Podcast House. Here.